Tonight's uh, Garden of Amuna. the topic, the title was understanding or thinking. What does that mean, understanding or thinking? So we're going to connect it to this week's Torah portion. This week's Torah portion opens up in Bichukotai Telechu, if in my statutes you shall walk, and my mitzvahs you will heed, and you will do them. So, the Alter Rebbe has an interesting insight on that word, Bichukotai, statutes. And he says as follows in the Kutta Torah, he says the words Bichukotai also comes to the word Chakika. What does Chakika mean? Chakika means engraved. And we're talking about a very special thing. We're talking about in Bichukotai Telechu that this process of mitzvahs and of studying Torah, as Rashi quotes the, um, the uh, Medrash Tors Kornim, and it says as follows, it needs to be on such a level where it becomes engraved, Bichukotai, engraved. And he goes on to explain what does that mean. So he says that this verse actually lists three things. Chukotai, my statutes, means thinking, thought. Tishmoru, to bring a proof from a verse, means speech. And ta'asu means do. So we have thought, speech, and action. For those of you that have learned a little bit of Tanya, chapter 3 and 4, you know chapter 3 talks about the faculties of the soul, the components of the soul. Those are the ten faculties, three intellects and seven emotions. In chapter 4 and 5, it talks about the garments. The garments are the thought, speech, and action. So interesting enough, this verse does not talk about using your faculties, which means to understand, to perceive, to feel. That's not what he's talking about here. The verse is talking about not the faculties of the soul, but the garments of the soul. I point this out to you. You'll understand in a moment. But for right now, understand that we're learning that there's something greater by the garments than there is by the faculties. Thus, we have tonight's topic, understanding or thinking. When it comes to faith, which one do we need? We need both. But which is the one that makes it happen? So we have understanding faith, and we have thinking faith. And what we just heard from the Alter Rebbe is that thinking is what we use for the word chakika, engraving. What is the definition of the word engraving? Engraving means to make it one. It isn't ink on a parchment. Rather, it's engraved within the stone. The letters are one with the stone. 
So how do we make faith one with us? That's where we're heading to tonight. How do we make our faith one with us? Not like a separated concept that we need to continuously chase, but how do we have a faith where finally that faith becomes one with me? And the answer from what we're hearing from the Alter Rebbe is it's not through the faculties of the soul, it's rather through the garments of the soul, namely the garment of thought. So let me explain clearly what the difference between intellect and thought is. Because for many of us, when we first start studying Tanya, we don't really understand the difference because our intellect and our thought is one. You see, unlike speech, where it's very clear, there's what you're thinking and there's what you're saying, right? There's what you understand and there's what you say. When it comes to thinking, we, come, we sometimes confuse those two. We confuse the three intellectual faculties of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, Chabad, Chachmah, Binadas, and the garment of thought. Because we almost never have one without the other. While in speech, we do. We have a feeling that we don't talk about. We have an understanding that we don't talk about. But there's no way for you to have an understanding without thinking. If not, it's an understanding in the soul, but you don't know it. So you almost never have intellect without the garment of thought. Which is why in the world of Kabbalah, we refer to the garment of thought as the undergarment, the one closest and connected to you. You'll notice that the verse says there's a time to speak and there's a time to be quiet from speaking. There's a time to do and there's a time not to do. What you never have in the verse is a time to think and a time not to think because you can't not think. It's impossible to not think. You can control your thoughts, but you can't not think. So you can talk and not talk. You can do and not do, but you can't think and not think. I can think about this or not think about this, but I can't really think or not think. That's just impossible. So when we talk about the thought process, we need to be clear about this. We need to be clear that we often confuse the intellect with thought. Intellects, the three intellects are faculties of the soul, the thought is a garment of the soul. Very different. Now that we understand that, I believe I've actually told you the story once before. I'm going to share it with you again. I think I actually told it to you recently. The story I heard from the man himself. The man is the Rebbe's, one of the Rebbe's secretariats. His name is uh, Rabbi Groner. And he told us one Shabbos, it was a Shabbos before Gimel Thomas, the Yartzai of the Rebbe, or maybe it was after Gimel Thomas, I'm not sure I remember, but he was there in the country where I was, and uh, I was staying by my sister, and he was staying by his uh, grandson, I believe, and he told a story. He was telling stories of the Rebbe, personal stories, which are very powerful. One of the stories he said was that one time he wasn't feeling well, and the Rebbe told me, you're not feeling well, you need to go to a doctor. So he told the Rebbe, that night he'll go to the doctor. That night he went to the doctor, and the next day the Rebbe asked, what did the doctor say? 
And he answered the Rebbe that the, doc the doctor prescribed me a medicine. And he said, the Rebbe told him like this. You'll take that medicine and you'll put it on the windowsill and you'll look at it with awe. Amazing, this is the medicine that I need to take and now I'm going to feel better. And the Rebbe says, you're going to glorify it. I believe he said that the Rebbe said, you can bow to it. Not that you could, I'm just saying, if you would do that, but you don't take the medicine, it won't work. So, what we really need to do is take the medicine. Going to Walgreens or CVA, whatever it is, and to fulfill the prescription, go ahead and buy it and bring it home and put it right there on your night table, your windowsill, as the Rebbe said. But you're not going to take it, it won't work. I want to use this story to understand the difference between understanding your faith and thinking your faith. You see, if you understand what your faith is, I believe that God is good. I believe that God does good. I believe that God will and is doing good for me. And I therefore believe that it will be good for me immediately. I understand that. I understand why I understand it. I can have right now a whole discussion about it. Famous Sikh and the Rebbe, blessed memory about think good and it will be good. A whole book I introduced to you last week about in good hands, letters. You have the Garden of Amuna. You have, I should have said this first, the Choyves Halavavis, duties of the heart, gateway of trust. You can study. You can understand. You can really understand what the Jewish concept of faith is. However, that does not make it one with you. We aren't what we understand. I'm going to say that again. We aren't what we understand. For a moment, I want to define the word what it means to be. Are. We are. What does it mean we are? In most explanations, when we say we are, the us refers to the emotions. Every salesman knows that. Talk to your blue in the face. If you don't ignite an emotion, it will not be a sale. It's that simple. Explain, logic, work out the numbers. It's all beautiful. 99.9% .9 of the human race do not act upon intellect. We don't act upon what we understand. We very much act on what we feel. Fear, love. Think now about the things you've done just in the past week. And you will see that 99.9% .9 of them were driven by emotions. That's the way it works. So when we talk about we are or we aren't, we're talking about feelings. That's what we're talking about. Now let's go back to the understanding what we were, what we were saying. We are not what we understand. We can understand A and feel B. We can know that this is not right for us, and yet we very much want it, 
or we're very afraid to leave go of it. Even though we've discussed this, we understand it, we've done research, we have hardcore facts backing the conclusion, but the feelings just doesn't work that way. So understanding faith, understanding what we believe, what we as Torah, what we as Jews, what we as an individual Jew believe, that isn't yet chakika, that isn't yet where the letters of faith become engraved within you and you become one with your faith. And that's why moments after a lecture on faith, which you really understood, it was a shiur, we participated, we learned it, we inside and outside and discussed it and everything, and it makes sense and I got it, I got it. Less than five minutes later, if I need faith to kick in, it won't be there. Because you don't become one with your intellect. That's not how you engrave something within you. How do you engrave something within you? It's actually through the garment of thought. What I'm presenting to you tonight is that you are what you think. You are not what you understand. I want to lay this out clearly on the table. I understand A, but for whatever reason, a different discussion, but for whatever reason, I keep on thinking B. I learned the facts. The facts are A, but I keep on thinking B. What do you think you will become one with? A or B? You're going to become one with B. Regardless that B has been disproven by you yourself. That is why what we're sharing here tonight is that thought is more important than understanding. Now, your thought should be based upon understanding. When I say that tonight we're talking about thought is more important than your understanding, it's because we're on the topic of how to become one with your faith that it's you. My faith stands by me because it's one with me. I'm not worried because the letters are not ink that can crack off or fall off of me. They're engraved within me. Bechukotai from the word chakika, engraved. And how do you do that? by thinking it over, by thinking it over, by thinking it over. You think it again, 
you think it again and you think it again in the world of Chassidus we're taught in yeshiva very clearly that understanding Chassidus and thinking Chassidus are not one and the same to become a Chassid it's not enough to understand Chassidus you need to think Chassidus it's simply the amount of time that you put into the thinking because if you don't think it again and you don't think it again and you don't think it again and you don't think it again you're not creating those patterns in your brain thus it is not becoming one with you so the understanding that God is good and God does good and God has a great track record with me the understanding that I already see it in the makings I see pieces falling together where they belong versus thinking it again God is good and God does good and everything is falling perfectly into place what makes it one with you is the thinking not the understanding that is why by Hasidim long after they understood the discourse well they would think it over they would think it over for days for weeks for months before davening not because they're looking for new insight quite the contrary one of my uh who was training me told me at this point do not look for new insight or details because then you're learning not thinking what we want now is the thinking engraving it so what we're sharing with you over here is that the real process through which and in which we become one with our faith is in the thinking process thinking it over again not thinking it over as in okay okay let, let, let's see again is this or is that no I'm not asking you to reopen the case I want to be clear I'm not asking you to drive yourself insane loves me loves me not loves me loves me not no, that's not what I'm asking you to do I'm not asking you to reopen the case on the contrary the case has been decided upon we're talking about rethinking it again thinking it over again okay so God is good God does good and it will be good thinking that over again not looking for new nuances for new confirmations 
for new affirmations. I'm not looking for new proof. I'm not looking for a new text which will enlighten the whole thing. Not now. I'm not learning faith now. I'm not understanding faith now. I am thinking faith now. I am engraving faith within me. There's a saying about Chassidim, they joke about a certain learn, learned person who fell, a great scholar. And he said, Chavre, come, pick up a bookcase of holy books. He's referring to himself. Now Chassidim laugh at that because if you turn around for a moment and look at those three bookcases carrying all the holy books, now I want you to look at the wood, the wooden shelf. Is that a scholar? How can it not be a scholar? It has the whole Torah on top of it. It has over there the whole Rambam on top of it. No, it's not a scholar because it's a bookcase full of books. Very often, when we understand a piece of Torah, we are a bookcase full of books. We have remained a piece of wood and the holy teachings have remained the holy teachings. When we talk about engraving within ourselves that which we understand, we're talking about taking the wood, the us, the me, the my feelings, my feelings of security, my feelings of love, my feelings of fear, my feelings of worry, the wood, the texture that we're made out of, and redoing it, redefining it, reshaping it. That does not happen with understanding. And that's why reviewing things are so important. Not because you're going to understand it better, but you're going to drill it in, engrave it into your mind and heart. And without doing that, Emuna is just an outside experience. It isn't me. I'm a bookcase full of books on Emuna. Thus, we can experience a little bit of an insight to the Alter Rebbe's definition when he plays with the word Amuna in Tanya. The Alter Rebbe writes that Amuna faith comes from the word Imun. What does the word Imun mean? Imun Yad. In Yiddish, it's called Ois Arbetin. In English, it would be develop, work out. I've shared this with you before. When an artist picks up a paintbrush, it isn't the consciousness of his brain that's working. It's the consciousness of his hand. He's been at it so long. Martial artists will tell you that. As long as your brain that knows the moves, you're not a martial artist. When your body automatically goes into position without the process of think, this, that, do. It becomes a reaction, an immediate reaction. 
then you're experiencing martial art. That's what we're talking about here. The imun yad of emuna. It isn't how much you know about the goodness of God. It isn't how much you understand the Jewish faith in God. That's not going to help you feel faith. Yeah, it, it's hard to think what you don't understand. But once you do understand it, you're nothing more, I am nothing more, than a bookcase full of books on faith. Lecture and lecture and lecture and lecture, but it's a bookcase full of books on faith. The wood of the bookcase is the wood, the books are the books, and they really have no relationship. And that's why the title of tonight was very clear. Faith, understanding, or thinking. I hope that now you understand that the answer is thinking. And by understanding that the answer is thinking, you've accomplished nothing. Because it's understanding. Let me put it to you this way. So you went into Whole Foods or Barnes and Nobles and you bought this whole book about bodybuilding. And it explains to you every single muscle when you do this. And if you put it put up this way, it's this muscle. If you move it a little to the center, it's that muscle, the whole. And you became a maven and you can now lecture on bodybuilding. <laughs> what do you think your body's going to look like? Same with faith. So you read the book and you understand the Garden of Amun and the Chavis Halavavas and the Tanya and the... You read it all. And anytime you need Amun, what do you do? You grab a new book. Why would I reread that book? I already read that book. But right now I need Amun. So let me grab a new book. Wait, what else is there about Amun that I don't know yet? And it's bothersome. Why isn't it sticking to me? Why isn't it engraving to me? I bought a new book on Amuna and I read that one. And I bought a new book on Amuna and I read that one. But to read the same book 101 times doesn't dawn upon us. Why would I do that? If it didn't work the first 28 times, why would I do it again? The answer Amuna happens through thinking, not through understanding. So better read the same book 101 times so that your mind thought it over 101 times than to read 101 different books. We need to engage with what Al-Tarebbe writes in chapter 4 and 5 in Tanya. That even though thought, speech, and action are only garments of the soul, perception and feelings are the faculties of the soul, the garments will get you to where the faculties will not get you.
And that's why the exercise that I'm presenting to you, if you want faith to become engraved within your heart, it's thinking. It's not that much whether I understand it better, I understand it deeper, I have more metaphors. It's the thinking it over and over and over. Thinking it until that pattern becomes engraved. It becomes a normal reaction. And then you begin to feel. Last week I finished with if you remember, I finished with action. I'm not undoing that because is action a faculty or a garment? It's a garment, right? Thought, speech, and action. But today I'm focusing on the teaching of the Alter Rebbe on this week's Torah portion that Bichukotai, statutes, also comes from the same root of Chakika, engraved. And that refers to thinking. That is why if you can spend every night 10 minutes thinking faith, just focusing and rethinking thinking faith your faith in God's goodness your faith in God is your God not just the universe's God your faith in how much God loves you not the Jewish people you your faith and trust in God's goodness that he does to you not that he's capable of doing. One of the biggest challenges to faith in God is that I believe God could be good. But will God really be good to me? And of course, here starts the whole pilpul. Do I deserve it? These are all killers, dampers. Control your thought pattern. Doesn't make a difference that you already learned and understand and know the answers to this. If you don't think it and think it and think it and think it and think it, it will not become engraved within your soul, within your mind, most importantly right now, within your heart. So the homework I'm sending myself off with and you all off with is the challenge of setting aside every single day time to think about what faith is, what your faith is, and that you have faith in God's goodness and in God's protection. I'm not asking you to come up with any new theories. I'm not asking you to reconfirm your theories. I'm not asking you even to reconfirm facts. I'm asking you to rethink the fact. Think it, think it, and think it.
We know this as a fact about children, adults. We know this. There's a famous story I want to share with you, very sad story, where a uh, woman went to a therapy because her fear of public speaking was just abnormal. It was just it was it was hindering her life, plain and simple. That's when you go for therapy when it hinders your life. And what they found out was that she she was a daughter of a single mom who worked very hard to bring her up. And one day her mom came home with a splitting headache and this girl always would sing and she was singing and her mom just snapped at her without even meaning anything. Could you stop? You have the most annoying voice. And that was the end of it. She spent years and years and years thinking it over and over. My mom said that I have a, an annoying voice. She thought it over until it became engraved in her. That's why she wouldn't do public speaking. Versus the other story of a girl, it's both already both in the same book, versus of another girl who actually wasn't pretty, a young girl. And yet this girl went around telling everyone, I'm beautiful. And they asked her, what makes you think you're beautiful? My mommy always says, I'm beautiful. So what I'm telling you here is, it doesn't make a difference that that girl can have a million confirmations from everyone. You've got a beautiful voice. You, you should be singing. It doesn't make a difference because it's not what she understands. It's what she's thinking. And that is the deep meaning of the opening verse of this week's Torah portion. If you want to engrave it, if you want to engrave it into you, think it, think it, think it, and think it again. That thinking pattern engraves it. The homework, people, the homework. You've accomplished nothing, and I've accomplished nothing if you now understand that thinking is more important than understanding. We will all accomplish a lot if we set aside time every day to think faith. Think it again. You will be amazed how challenged you will be. How every thought will bring back a more horrific combat. No, what are you kidding? Well, yeah, really? And how many of the righteous people? Well, who, well, let's not even get into the Holocaust. And then, then, then this and that. And if a God's always good, then why this? And why that? And why this? And that, that? You'll have a million proofs. Just think it. Don't argue. Just think it. Bring back the focus. Just think it. God is good. God loves me. God loves me unconditionally. God's goodness is not a reaction to my actions. Because God is unconditional in his love to me. God is unconditional and eternal and infinite in his goodness. And thus, God is and will be good for me. This will work out. Just think it. Just 
Think it. You know the Chabad saying, think good and it will be good. It doesn't say understand how good. Think good and it will be good. Think it. Just think it. Guys, I'm going to say this for the last time tonight and I'm ending this lecture. We have homework. Every single day. Think faith. Because that's how it becomes real. Thanks, guys.